We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. The score! Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Looking to pass the football, throws in the middle, passes cut, touchdown Kansas City, touchdown Chiefs, touchdown Chiefs, Daniel Hughes, took the bullet over the middle from Steve Bono. It bounds in front of the receiver, clock now, they're going to throw it across the formation and it is caught over there now, slipping, and the Chiefs will tackle him, this game is over, this game is over! You can doubt the Chiefs. You can dislike the Chiefs. You can disrespect the Chiefs. You're going to have to deal with the Chiefs as the (laughs) AFC champions. Okay. You're going to have to deal with them, Dan. I I guess so. I I did not know. I, I, I guess I will. Let's talk some football with Chiefs radio analyst and former Chiefs wide receiver Danon Hughes. He's on Twitter at DeHughesGuy83. And he joins us on the Score Hotline, presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Danon, what's happening, man? How are you? What's going on, fellas? How y'all doing? We're doing really well. I thought at the end of the last game you were going to have to suit up. Somebody would be knocking on the door of the booth like, hey, hey, we're out of, we're out of receivers. Man, I almost pulled a hamstring getting up to the booth. I don't know if I could do anything on the field. Well, that's what I think is kind of amazing about what we see with Patrick Mahomes is his ability to to elevate. And even, you know, people say, oh, that was his most impressive game last week. I keep going back to the Super Bowl that he lost. And and I go, Mm. look at what he did in that game. But being able to see it up close and see the evolution of Patrick Mahomes – what are the things that you find most amazing about him? Yeah, it's been an amazing run for the five years that he's been a starter. As you guys know, you're hosting five straight AFC championships and in large part to 15 and what he's able to do with the weapons around him. And uh, I'd say this year, you know, you're talking about specific games as far as most impressive. I'd put this year as more impressive than his actual MVP year uh, because of the dynamic of losing Tyreek Hill and all the question marks uh, around this team. And how would we be proficient on offense? How would we be as, as dialed in and productive on offense when we don't have a Tyreek Hill? And by the way, we fill the gaps with guys that are kind of cast off in some respect from their other teams. 
and everybody kind of put us aside, never mind what the rest of the AFC West was doing. You signed Russell Wilson. Everybody's starting to believe that Justin Herbert is the next coming superstar and going to take the crown from Patrick Mahomes and everything revolving around that with the Raiders and Devontae Adams. I mean, the list goes on and on. And Patrick came out, if you remember, right during training camp or right before training camp, and he said, hey, we're going to be just as good on offense. We're going to be just as productive. We're just going to look different. And that's actually what happened. I mean, he, he foretold everything about this season in that one press conference. There were multiple games where he had 12 targeted receivers in the games, multiple and that's the difference is that there wasn't the one guy that we had in the past. So a very impressive season to me definitely deserves the MVP. If you're talking about impressive games, I guess you can go back to the Bengals game being on, you know, one, one and a half feet and hobbling through it and battling through and getting the victory against the Bengals. Like that was impressive as a game, but from a season standpoint, I just, I've been amazed at what he's able to do. Does Andy Reid still script the first 15 offensive plays? Yeah, that's a staple in the West Coast offense. When I played in the early 90s, when Marty Schottenheimer brought in Paul Hackett and the West Coast offense with Joe Montana, like we had the first 16 plays scripted. Now, how far you went down that list depended on down and distances, penalties, et cetera. But the first 16 plays, you were kind of dialed in to know exactly what you were going to do on the first drive or the first drive and a half. The reason I ask that is because I know a lot of it is formation-related and just trying to get a read on how your opponent is is literally just lining up. But sometimes, especially dealing with Mahomes, because he doesn't know where he's going sometimes in, in the best way, and there's, there's so much off-script stuff, I wonder if it changes the value of, of what that used to be. It's different than when, like you say, when Joe Montana was dropping back and taking a step and throwing mm-hmm. it here. And it just it was it would give you sort of a, a different kind of look under Mahomes. Yeah, it is slightly different, but similar in several ways. One, if you notice, we are one of the uh predominantly shift slash um motion teams. And part of that, we get out of the huddle, usually with about 15 seconds left on the play clock at least. And we move Travis Kelsey. You might see the whirly bird motion with McCole Hardman uh, shifts from other guys because we're trying to identify what the defense is doing. If they're going to move with that guy, then it's probably going to be man. If they're going to stay in their set uh, defensive set, then it's probably going to be some sort of zone. Now, doesn't mean that Patrick Mahomes doesn't have a primary receiver, a number one target, number two, an outlet. But when you get into the improv, like that's what they work on as well. So it's not so much that it's not scripted because even in practice, those guys, they're moving around. He's moving out of the pocket. Sometimes he'll just move out just for the heck of it, even if it's a clean pocket in practice. And most times it is because they're not going full speed. So the improv looks like improv to us, mm-hmm. but it, it, if you really dial into it, you'll see how in sync his receivers are with him and the tight ends and the running backs that they all know that whether he throws back across his body, whether he throws a no-look pass or what have you, to always be ready. 
Dana, I thought it was bizarre going into the AFC title game that people like were looking at the injury that Patrick had and almost acting as if he doesn't win from the pocket. Like it, it I, I know that he makes these <laughs> these off schedule plays and he's able to be mobile. But he was so strange, like, well, what's Patrick Mahomes going to do? Well, he leads the league in in pocket touchdowns, so I'm guessing he's going to, I don't know, throw from the pocket. It's crazy because we've gotten to the point after five years of, of him being a starter that there's create they're, they're creating hurdles, like they're creating uh just different points that don't really make a lot of sense or not proven when you actually watch the game. I, I feel like it's, there's just always just this feeling of we need to, we need to elevate and tear down. Like there always has to be a Josh Allen, a Justin Herbert, somebody that we have to elevate a Joe Burrow. And while we're doing that, we also have to tear down something about Patrick Mahomes. And all he does is just keep proving people wrong. And if they look at the stats like you mentioned, if they watch the actual games, they would see how proficient he is in the pocket and then also see the off-schedule plays when he stretches out the defense or when the defense is forcing him to roll. If you look at some of the successful defenses against Patrick Mahomes, which is very few over the course of his career, most of them, even going back to the Super Bowl against the Buccaneers when he was running for his life, they – tried to force him and 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 Dominic Sue and those guys even talked about trying to force him to his left their rush was designed to move him out of the pocket but move him to his left and they were successful but that doesn't mean that it, it's hampered him I mean his his production is still top shelf but I just always felt like like okay I'm gonna listen to somebody some so-called expert tell us about how Patrick Mahomes is not good at something and then when you really dig deep into it, he's the best or one of the best to ever do it, whatever fill-in-the-blank excuse that is. Do you think that the that previous experience in Super Bowls is now something that gives a – I mean, the advantage to having been there, having won, the pressures off, how much is that and how much is just – having the experience to compartmentalize everything outside of the game preparation that's involved. I'm sure that there is some credence to having been there and doing it uh, as far as confidence, but like, I just I, like Mahomes is just built differently. And I, I talked to my friends back in Jersey where I grew up and, you know, when I go around and I speak at different places and you get Q and a, I'm like, he's just built differently. It doesn't seem ever, ever, ever seem like the moment is too big for him. Even in the first Super Bowl, when, when you know, you're asking for a jet to wasp, like you're going to the sideline in the biggest point of the game, third and 18, I believe it was, and you go to the sideline and you call the play and suggest the play and execute that play. Like it never, like I've never been, I've been broadcasting for three years, I've done pregame and postgame shows for previous 10 years plus. There's just never been a time where I've seen him, like, out of sorts. The, the, I guess the only thing that looked like it was right before the half last year in the AFC Championship when we, did, when we failed to score against the, the Bengals when we threw the ball out to the, 
to the wide left to Tyreek Hill, and he got stopped short of the end zone. That's the only time I've seen him just kind of look like he was out of sorts. Other than that, like, he's always on point. The game is slow to him, uh, but it looked like that when he was in his second year and uh, taking us to a Super Bowl. So uh, I just think that he's just a special, special character, a special leader, and, like, everybody rallies around him. If I'm a, I'm a former receiver, if I was a receiver – like, I'd be salivating at the opportunities to be on the field with him because, like, just because you're the backside post route and you just run in the clear doesn't mean uh, you ask Justin Watson doesn't mean that you don't have an opportunity to catch a touchdown pass. And he finds those, he finds those guys as good as anybody has ever done it. What's the value of, of Isaiah Pacheco's and him in, inside of this offense this year? Oh, it's huge. It's absolutely huge. If you look through Andy Reid's resume, he's he's pretty much always been a one-two punch guy at the running back position. Even going back to the Deuce Staley and Brian Westbrook, uh, Shady McCoy days in in Philadelphia, and then even here outside of Kareem Hunt, it's always been about a one-two punch. And now you have a guy that's a seventh-round pick, runs with anger, uh, wants to prove everybody wrong, uh, that doubted him, has a, has a huge chip on his shoulder. And then once you get done with that battering ram, you got a little slick running back in Jarek McKinnon that just embarrasses you coming out of the backfield and pass protection. So, like, it's just par for the course here that Andy finds the running backs. You know, it doesn't always have to be the, the bright, shiny coin of a first-round pick or a Pro Bowl guy. But the attitude that Pacheco brings specifically is exactly what you want in a running back. Like, he runs with a purpose every single time he touches the ball. It's with a purpose and a different kind of anger. And when you are kind of in an offense that's a little bit flash, you want to also have that other aspect of your offense where you have a little bit of uh, power. So we're not going to be a run-heavy team. Uh, we're going to pass to set up the run most times, but you want to have that kind of running back like Pacheco that six minutes left in the game, you need to run the ball to take up a lot of the clock, and he gets the job done. He's done that multiple times this season, and he's been a huge addition. I know baseball is really important to you because you're a two-sport guy. Yep. What's it mean that Patrick Mahomes is, is in ownership in KC for the baseball team? Here's the deal. If you had to draw up a resume of what a quarterback should do when he goes into a new town or is drafted into a new town or taken over as a free agent, look at Patrick Mahomes' resume. That's exactly what you would want to tell. If you, if you, are, if you can rewind back a few years and tell Josh Allen or Joe Burrow, any of these guys, when you get announced to this team, this is what you should do. That's exactly what Patrick Mahomes has done. He bought ownership in the Royals. He bought ownership in Sporting KC, the soccer. His, his wife and he have ownership in the, the newfound uh, women's soccer league here. Uh, you know, he's, he's done so much in the community with class, with dignity, but also, like, he's got a vested interest in this town, and it's, it's really special to watch. So that's been impressive. If you talk about on the field and off the field, impressions to me when you have that guy that's able to do that 
and understand the big picture, like he's going to be forever, forever uh, remembered in this town because of the complete package, never mind what we see on Sundays. Who's the more interesting or entertaining Kelsey brother and why? (laughs) (laughs) Man, that's a tough question because I hadn't really paid a whole lot of attention to uh, Jason Kelsey because I'm around Travis a lot. Travis is flashier, but, you know, I I guess I'm kind of that, like, that undercover humor guy, you know, the Seinfeld type of guy. So I feel like Jason is probably – uh, a little bit more entertaining, but like whatever you know, what you're going to get with Travis is the dances, it's the flash, and all that stuff. But like that's a that's probably the toughest question leading into this Super Bowl is who's more entertaining. All right, so look, you're on in Chicago. We've got a young quarterback that we've got a lot of faith in him doing some special stuff. I'd love to know, and I don't know how much Justin Fields tape you've seen, but I'd love to know what you think of Justin Fields. Oh, I think he's an absolute dynamic playmaker, and that's a difference. Uh, You notice I didn't say quarterback. I think he's a dynamic playmaker. That doesn't mean he's not a really, really good quarterback, but to me, you got to have a balance at that position, and if you can have a playmaker that's also a really good quarterback, which I think he is, if he gets some weapons around him, uh, I feel like he can really be special as well. Like He's on the cusp of really making some noise, and if you consider some of the you know, even though the Detroit Lions have kind of elevated their game to some extent with Jared Goff, uh, you know, maybe Minnesota Vikings might be on the, a little bit of a slide based on the disappointing way their season ended. Like, Justin Fields is right there knocking on the door for that NFC North. So I feel like he's a special, special talent. You know, you, you don't want him. Uh, he's got a lot of Lamar Jackson in him. But also, I see that he can have the touch on the ball. He can make the throws that are necessary uh, to really be that special playmaking quarterback. But, I mean, he's phenomenal now. I just think that they need somebody else at that wide receiver position. One other target. I feel like somebody like an A.J. Brown would have been great for him. A big body target that would demand double coverage, but you can – exploit defenses if they opted to single cover them. Uh, I feel like he needs that up in Chicago and he'll change that the whole, the whole organization around with that. Dana, this is really fun. We're going to, I think we'll slot you in as far as our, our favorite guests from Bayonne, New Jersey. Well, just under Don <laughs> Cooper, I, th- I think it's going to take a while for you to surpass coop, but we'll move you ahead of All Chuck. Right. We'll move you ahead of Chuck Wepner. Oh, the Bayonne Bleeder. That's right. I, I appreciate that. I can be above him, and maybe you guys, the baseball guys, you'll get Joe Borowski. Oh, that's right. Joe Borowski, yes. another show from former Cub closer Joe Borowski. Yeah, that's I, right. I forgot. All right. Okay, well, we'll keep you We'll keep you apprised of that because Chuck Webner might get mad. He might come try to beat you up at uh, age 83. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you guys, man. You guys have a great weekend. Thanks, Dan. You do the same. That was great. Man, we've been really hitting home runs with our football guests this week, and I'm sure it'll be the same thing. Actually, I know for a fact that it'll be the same thing next week because I've already seen some uh-huh, of the people I've that are going to be on the show. Yeah, it's going to be fun. But that was cool, man. It's cool. I, I always love getting that those points on, in on 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 Justin Fields. You're, you're you're building a portfolio, is what you're doing. I sure am. Yep. Because there's going to be times for us to go back and look and t- 
see what people said. And when we talk about this year's Senior Bowl a little bit later on, there's some interesting things going on where all roads kind of lead back to some of the same thematic threads that are woven through this. Uh-huh, that we've been talking about on this show since this show started. The name of this show is Bernstein and Holmes. And next up, Joe Ostrowski is going to... He's going to answer some questions about what to do. Oh, you know what we can ask him? We could ask him about like other weird stuff, like like Pro Bowl more stuff. Oh, and- God. <laughs> we'll cover it all next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Bernstein and Holmes. Middays 10 to 2. On Sports Radio 670 The Score. And 670thescore.com. In Odyssey, Odyssey Station. Station. I have a daily sports betting show. We couldn't live without Joe Ostrowski. Oh, he's got a lot of Herbert Hoover in him. I got to tell you that much. Joe Ostrowski is brought to you by BetMGM, the king of sports books. Please bet responsibly. You can follow him on Twitter at Joe Ostrowski. He is the host of BetQL Daily, and he's with us on the Score Hotline. That's presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. All right. This is this is that time where now more people than ever, even the amateurs, everybody's off the sidelines, and even those of us who don't bet are occasionally wading in. Hell, I won that. It was a, a top three of the big national props contest a few years ago when the Eagles were last in the Super Bowl. I was making my name as a sports wagerer. So, ah, so I, I mean, you're you've been revealing a lot over the last few weeks. Yeah, you were moving NFL draft markets. Yeah, here. that's right. I was. I, you, you I was moved out Will I, Levis. I don't think I did, but something happened. With All Will I know Levis. is I got a text message from Joe, and Joe was like. Hey, the Will Levis market move. Does does Bernstein have that sort of juice that he's out here moving markets? I think it's probably coincidental rather than causal. But mm-hmm. there there are a lot of people now who who maybe you're just getting started and maybe don't know how. What would you advise? For somebody who just wants to have the most fun with it, not necessarily say I want to be with the where the sharps are trying to make money as a professional gambler. Sure, uh, a lot of the stuff that is discussed in uh, sports media or sports betting media, some of it you can't even bet on with the legal market. So, 
some of the anthem stuff you're going to have to go offshore if you want to do that don't go too far it is one sporting event but but the big thing that i would say is if you have an opinion uh and you're lining up let's say 10 different prop bets take a look at at what you want to bet right are you going against yourself in some ways because a lot of times people end up doing that. Well, I like this bet, but I also like this bet. Well, that doesn't make sense. If you think it's going to be a, li- a low-scoring game, why are you taking Patrick Mahomes over on the passing yards? That doesn't quite correlate there. So I, I would say before you just throw all sorts of bets against the wall, uh, make sure that you put yourself in a position where you know game flow actually makes a little bit of sense. And don't go chasing everything. Just because you know someone that you know is is a pretty good better, they're all over something. Look at those little numbers next to, let's say, the total, the the juice there. If it's if it was plus one hundred, which is even money, if it was an even bet, even money bet, and now it's minus one forty, don't do that. Just walk away. There are literally hundreds of different bets that you can make, or something that is very similar. So yeah, as far as those details, correlate your bets. And uh, pay close attention to the juice because they're going to take advantage. For example, the most popular Super Bowl prop bet every single year. It's going to be the same case again, the coin toss. And there are sports books that are charging juice on the coin toss. Don't do that. <laughs> it is a coin toss, people. I know it says minus 102 in most cases, but still. It's a coin toss. Find a friend that is willing to bet the coin toss with you instead of giving it to the sports this is This is the advice that you need rather than the advice that you want to hear. you got to hear this. This is excellent advice. Hey, Joe, what's BetQL doing for Super Bowl week? Uh, we're doing a week of shows at the BetMGM Sportsbook, which is right next to the stadium. So we're not going to Radio Row, uh, which is being held in Phoenix. We're going to be in Glendale next to uh next to the stadium so that's going to be a little fun um but i mean talk about sign of the times the number of sports betting networks that i know that are going to be on radio row this year and we're broadcasting next to the stadium and, and that's and that's the norm now we you have it at the united center uh, I think we're going to have it at Wrigley this year with the sports book that that now they're going to be uh, adjacent to or just inside uh, all of these stadiums, uh, no matter what sport that we're talking about. So, uh, yeah, that's that's going to be a, a blast. And, and I know Lawrence, your buddy uh, Brad Evans, he's going to be doing his show right next to us inside inside. The oh, dear book. God, he's going to be screaming. <laughs> the, yeah, he's going to be bleeding onto our broadcast. The oh, I, time. I love it. Uh, he's so much fun because he's a guy that. He really embraces that. So, Joe, I want you to, like, this Super Bowl week, man, you're going to be out there. I want you to embrace that you're at Super Bowl week. Don't just be caught up in the numbers. Like, go have some fun. I'll, oh, I'll give you a list. I got a okay. list of places you can go. Okay, good. Good. I I need that. It's, it's going to be interesting. I haven't traveled with Mitch in, like, a decade, so I forgot what that's like. We'll see. <laughs> Where are the MLB win totals moving? Um. Not a lot of movement. You can find some different numbers. But, yeah, this kind of flew under the radar because uh, most sports books posted them uh, championship Sunday weekend. And uh, and we do have all of them up here now with the uh, Cubs and White Sox included. Let's start with the Cubs. The, uh, the win total is 77.5. So to go over that number, that's the one that's posted at BetMGM. To go over that number, we're talking about a four-win Increase for the Cubs. Yeah, hmm. Swanson, Bellinger, 
Tyon, Hosmer, Mancini. Uh, you have one big loss there, but uh, some of the difference that you can find in the numbers, on the low end, I see a 75.5, and, and if you want to play the under, you're obviously looking for the largest number. That is at 78.5. So I, that certainly seems gettable. Uh, an interesting note this year is you have to remember – the change in the schedule, how these are flattened out. You're not going to get Cincinnati 19 times, Pittsburgh 19 times anymore. Uh, you're going to have more interleague games too. So, I mean, it, it's going to be uh, different for all teams. I would think that that it hurts your central teams for both uh, the Cubs and the White Sox because now you're going to have to play some of the uh, the tougher teams in the other league. Uh, the White Sox number is 84 and a half. Going 81 and 81 last year, we're also talking about a four-win jump. They didn't do much to bolster the the roster, but people are thinking, okay, it's going to be uh, without Tony, it'll be a different situation. They were one of the most, if not the most, disappointing team in Major League Baseball last year. So, if you want to bet the over on the Cubs or the Sox, uh, the consensus numbers that we're seeing is uh, you would need a four-win jump from each team to hit that wager. Oh, okay. Are you? Which one are you? Is any of them enticing? I, I like the Cubs number, but the scary part is the top of the National League. I found four teams that are in the mid nineties, and it's hard to make a case against them. Like, there's the Mets, there's the Dodgers at ninety six and a half. The Padres was ninety three and a half. There's some really good teams up there. It's amazing to think the White Sox finished five hundred last year. It really is, isn't it? Because they don't. It doesn't no. feel like they did. Mm-mm. So. With so many things that went wrong for them, the dead cat bounce from 500 yes. might just be enough. I would probably probably lean toward... But there's still some unknown stuff. There are, but I'd, I'd probably lean toward being a little more positive on the White Sox with that huh. set. I'm shocked. I, I'm shocked by that. Yeah, Dan. even with everything we've said, I still think the games, the, the outcomes this year might, might be better better just because so you're thinking like a skinny lucas comes back and that helps him not having a first baseman in right field who whatever if you just have an eye if it's not aloy if, if you actually have a, a representative replacement level defender in right it's going to make a huge difference when we're talking about the baseball ask the pure baseball aspect yeah, i don't of think it. grandal could possibly be as bad I do. Really? Because I think that you're talking about a guy who's getting older who has bad knees and bad legs. But but the other... Can, can the injuries be as bad? Yes. And like They keep saying no, and mm-hmm. yes, they can be bad, especially if you're trying to get Eloy time out in the outfield. Like, that could happen again. I've heard some, some notes that, you know, Tim Anderson is maybe changing his body a little bit, and maybe we'll see some more power from him in the upcoming season. But I I keep going back to the Clevenger thing from a baseball standpoint where we don't know what baseball is going to do. We don't know what type of of suspension or fine that they're going to levy. And I'm not as um, sold that Davis Martin, for example, is going to be able to come in and hold down that spot. Now, I'm talking about the fifth spot in their rotation but if you don't have that, then everyone else gets bumped up right. a little bit, and that's where I worry. I also worry that the product, the production of a Brayu not being there is significant. 
So maybe, like, I'm surprised that you're as positive about it, but that makes me feel a little bit better about things because I scrunched up my face when you said 84 and a half because I, I immediately was thinking under. Under. What about the Cubs? I'm, I, I'd be willing to buy more on that one right now until the White Sox answer some questions. Yeah, I think that you're right. I, I mean, and they're playing in a division where you know the two teams aren't trying. You know, like, right. yeah. and and sure, the balance of the schedule is going to affect that a little bit, but at least you know that there's going to be some teams on the schedule that they should just pound on. I also think that their defense is now significantly better as we move into a different landscape with you're not able to move people as much. You're not able to shift, and I love Nico as their second baseman in this era of shifting. I think him him being so athletic, I think they're so strong up the middle now defensively that they're going to save a ton of runs. I'm still a little concerned about their overall pitching, but I think that they're a better team than the team that was, what, 38 and 31 in their last 69 games. And uh, for people that are thinking, well, these numbers don't matter. Uh, remember last year, the Cubs win total came down to the last game of the season, came down to game 162 when they won. So they just got over. They nailed the Cubs last year. I could see another 4-1 jump. Uh, something else that I found pretty interesting on that White Sox number, 83.5, 84.5, depending where you look. They're co-favorites for the division with the Guardians, but the Guardians' win total is three to four wins higher. Well, that sounds about right since yeah. they won the game by what 10 11 games won the division by 11 games so that that makes sense to me um before we let you go are there any interesting nba like is there anything going on with the props on lebron passing kareem is that a thing yeah, absolutely. Uh, there are a couple of interesting things going on with the NBA. First, LeBron now 63 points away from the all-time scoring record. So you can bet on which game is it going to happen in. So 60, obviously it's not happening tomorrow, assuming he plays at New Orleans. The favorite is the third game coming up. Thursday, day of the trade deadline against the Milwaukee Bucks on TNT. Right now, that is the favorite. The second favorite is the Tuesday game. So that would be the second upcoming game for him against Oklahoma City, also a TNT game. So they lined all these up. And then the third favorite would be the fourth game coming up. And and you would think the only way that happens is if he sits one of these uh, upcoming matchups. It's at Golden State Saturday night, an ABC game before the Super Bowl. I, I think the NBA is going to be pleased whether it ends up being Thursday against Milwaukee or Saturday at Golden State, how things have lined up here. Uh, you can also bet how it it's going to happen. Is it going to be a two-point field goal, a three, or a free throw? Obviously, a two-pointer is the favorite. And then, you know, this, this, this popped up over the weekend, but it's still kind of lurking, and it's certainly on the NBA's radar. Did you see the, uh, the mini controversy over Jaron Jackson Jr.? No. Mm -mm. Okay, so a Reddit post popped up, and it went viral, and it was over the weekend, so it did fly under the radar a little bit, just about Jaron Jackson Jr.'s home and road splits. He is a much better player at home. He averages 4.3 blocks per game, and on the road, it's only 2.2 blocks per game. So somebody started taking a look at it, and basically the gist of their long post was, look, 
every borderline steal, every borderline block, these home games in Memphis, which Tennessee is a legal sports betting market, they're giving to Jaron Jackson Jr., and he's the defensive player of the year favorite, and he still is right now at minus 175. I thought it was interesting. So a lot of people like Kevin, huh. O'Con- Kevin O'Connor, he went back and watched every single block this season from Jaron Jackson so Jr. So it's an official scoring issue. Right, right. He was saying it's much ado about nothing, but it's certainly something moving forward that the NBA is going to keep a close eye on. I actually, it, love I'm reading, reading about it now. Like yeah. Draymond Green is like, hey, let's get these stats called right <laughs> on this guy. And, and the amount of betting just on props, like our guy, you know, Rick Camps constantly, he just does single prop bets, whether it's rebounds or blocks. That's how he attacks it. But the Athletic did an interesting piece. And I, I wasn't even aware of this. You guys might. Um, the, the official scoring, there's this assumption that it's one person doing all of it. No, a lot more people would have to be involved because at, at NBA games, they use a four-person team. Mm-hmm. There's a spotter calling it out, the inputter, and there, there's someone. There's a secondary inputter sitting next to the spotter, and a secondary spotter who runs the DVR, going back and double checking all of these uh, stats to make sure uh, it's correct. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Certainly something that's on the NBA's uh, radar. Apparently, there's nothing going on here. But you know, this is where legalized sports betting, you know, it. It brought it to board a little bit because people were worried about the defensive player of the year odds, and maybe this scorekeeper is betting on Jaron Jackson Jr. That's wild. Yeah. I've got some stories about some what, what, what used to happen back in the days of the Wild West when <laughs> the when I was on the team side of things. Oh, just, would you like to share? Well, yeah, just there, there would there would be times where you'd look at a box score and be like, did he really have that many steals? And then you'd, you'd see that the the player or somebody got to say, hey, man, you watch watch me. Make sure you credit my steals. Make sure if I get a deflection, that counts as a steal. Make sure you credit my blood. There was lobbying going on. Wow. Oh, yeah. There, especially these guys in the CBA that wanted it, that some NBA teams would just look at stat sheets and say, if I'm if I'm going to get my 10-day contract, it's going to be because of my steals or my blocks or whatever. It's like, make sure you t- you're, you're, you're attentive. Because those crews, you didn't know who you'd have one night or another. It could be a sixteen-year-old kid. It could be so. There was there were I, a lot of weak links in that chain. I, you know what? I I can't. I don't know for sure. But doesn't shoe doesn't Schuster? I know he no, does something. Not, not official scoring. He does. He's bro- doing it for the broadcast. Right, broadcaster okay. scoring. Oh, it's a different okay. job. Okay. All right. Well, there's something to to take a look at. I, I, any more squares left, Joe? All oh, squares are long gone. Damn. Yeah. Squares squares are gone. Something ah, like but here's another question for you. Yeah. Will there be cookies? Oh, yes. That's next. Okay. I, I didn't want to push out too much. You know, the fundraising people get annoyed sometimes. I'm like, hey, let's calm down a little um, We need the cookies, Joe. <laughs> okay. The, cookie, the cookies are here. <laughs> I have the cookies. She got a badge last year for selling the most. She expects another badge. So uh, I'll get that out there. Soon. Yeah, get that link out there because I've – and make sure they've got toasty yays because I, I need some toasty yays. For my Girl Scout cookies. What's that one? That's the one where it's like cinnamon toast crunch, where it's like a like a gingerbread it's cookie. Like Bojacks with with well, kind of <laughs> with, not like Bojacks here with cinnamon on the back. It's really really good. It's become my favorite Girl Scout cookie. Really? Yeah. See, I stand I'm still, for me. I mean, look, I still love the the trefoils and I still love um, the Thin Mints, but 
The Toasty Yays is now my thing. You things ahead of Thin Mints? You're a damn weirdo. Well, the Thin Mints now acid reflux. Oh, well, that you got to say that. Yeah. As far as favorite goes. It, but, but, you know, you take some, some days you're like, you know what? It's worth the risk. And you mm-hmm. just go and do it. You need a sleeve of them. Yeah. Right. The, you Out open of the, the sleeve. The serving yeah. is the a sleeve is one serving. <laughs> you damn right it is. No, it just is. That 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 yes. that because what you what ends up happening is you'll get the thin mints and you go, I'm just gonna have two. No. Nope. And then Who you says nope. that? Yeah, I'm just nope. gonna get just get a two little sleeves then. You get a taste and then you look up and the whole sleeve is gone. Yes, because that's a serving. Joe Strasky, thank you. Thanks, guys. Enjoy your weekend. Uh, we've got High Noon coming up next. I have the the end of a Chicago institution for those of us of a certain age feeling a little a little bit of nostalgia. And since it's Jordan Day, I've got some petty Jordan that I would like to, to play. And him bringing me into the tent of making his war my war. What's next? I'll be back this way on Monday. We'll settle this then. Right there, out in the street. Front of the palace alone. Yeah, right. When? High noon? A lot of basketball talk to start the show today here on 2323. Some Jordan memories were shared, and we also talked about some very quirky statistics from last night's Bulls game. What Nikola Vucevic is doing with these games of 15 and 10 and 5 minimum, passing Joakim Noah and that. The fact that Andre Drummond got a double-double in 15 minutes, the the first time somebody did that that fast since Daryl Dawkins in 1979. And Io had did something no one's ever done before, which was 22 points on 9 of 10 shooting with zero rebounds and zero assists. All sorts of wild and crazy things. And we also talked to Danon Hughes, the Chiefs radio analyst, and to Joe Strasky. It's there are not many grudges that I hold. I used to be a grudge holder. I don't really hold grudges anymore. I just kind of let things go as I've gotten older and softer in my old age. There is one sports grudge that I am not a part of, but I hold, and I hold it close to my heart. And it being 2-3, two, 2-3, three, two, three, I'll let the man himself tell you what it is. The best point guard of all time is Magic Johnson, and right behind him is Isaiah Thomas. No matter how much I hate him, yeah, I respect his game. Now, it was insinuated that I was asking about him, but I never threw his name in there. Based on the environment and the camaraderie that happened on that team, it was best harmony. Would Isaiah made a different feeling on that team? Yes. You want to attribute it to me? Go ahead, be my guest. But it wasn't me. Whatever he says now, you know it wasn't his true actions then. You know, it's time enough to think about it. Or the reaction of the public that's kind of changed his perspective of it. You can show me anything you want. There's no way you can convince me he wasn't. I know Zeke is from the West Side. I know that there are still people who pray at that altar. I will never let that go I will never let the stuff that him and Lane Beer and the the nonsense that they tried to pull as the Bulls were making their rise up the Eastern Conference it is it is something that is insti- was instilled in me at a very impressionable time 
when I was 13, 14 years old, and I will never, ever, ever let it go. To Isaiah's credit, he hasn't really worked hard at changing who he is going forward no, that, there, that would allow me to let exactly. it go. Exactly. I was just going to say, on the list of reasons to not like Isaiah Thomas, that one, I'm not invalidating your feelings, but anybody who has had business dealings with him has reasons that may be more more personal. or For the most part, yeah. if you've had any sort of, of interaction with him, that's the case, unless you're Vin- Vincent Goodwill, and then everything's fine. But I'll never, I'll, and it's the one thing about me. It's the one, like, piece of fandom. You know, I do my funny, like, I hate the twins thing, and I hate Marquette. It's like, like, thing, like Grobstein would be with, like, Charles Martin yes, and the, the Forrest Gregg Packers. Yes, and, I'll yeah. never, ever let this go. So, BMO Harris Bank is going to just become... BMO Financial Group, the Toronto-based parent of BMO Harris, is going to do away with the Harris name. Oh, so you think like the Harris Lion? Okay, you're old enough to remember Hubert. Yeah, and he looked like Jeff Schwartz (laughs) a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) Whoa, Mama. Whoa. The Harris name has adorned the Chicago Bank for well over a century, and this, according to Cranes. It is perhaps best known among Chicagoans of a certain age for Hubert the Lion, the bank's familiar icon and beloved doll of many children of Harris Bank customers for decades. I, all, every year, I, I think, there was always, we, we, my sister had a big stuffed Hubert, I had a big stuffed Hubert, I, my first piggy bank was a ceramic Hubert bank. And that, that's where we banked. And it wasn't just that. My memories of, of the Harris the Harris Bank building, I don't know what it is now, but the, there used to be a private luncheon club at the top called the Monroe Club. And I think it was a, a perk of partnership at my at my father's firm. And that was a fancy place. And we, when we would come down to see Dad or meet Dad at work, very, very rarely, but everybody in their coats and ties and their three-piece Southwick suits would go to lunch at the Monroe Club, and that was—I I don't know—it was like, like the place in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It just felt like fancy, fancy white tablecloths, heavy silverware, and some of my earliest memories of <laughs> eating like a grown-up were there above the Harris Bank. So I'm a little nostalgic. I saw Phil Rosenthal was tweeting about it. He, yeah, he said, and I mentioned, I said I've got a—I had a stuffed Hubert. I mean, it's, I, I, if you go into the Crawl space, my parents' house. I, the stuffed Hubert is probably there with every like construction paper homework assignment that my sister and I did in kindergarten. It's, I don't even want to know. And I mean, so, like they've been really trying to do kind of the local, like even to the point of the the actor that plays in him. That that's Lamorne. He's from here. Like he he's on the the series New Girl, but he's a Chicago dude. So that makes me a little extra sad. Yeah, it, for those of us that that was that's where your money was. That that's that's where that was the that, the Harris Bank was the place, and that was one of my earliest stuffed animals. I'm just laughing because you know our up our upbringings are similar but not the same. And I'm like, oh yeah, when we would do like well, the thing that I thought was fancy, like when our parents would take us out, is when we go to Carson. Oh, Carson was awesome because it was so dark. Yeah, yeah. And, and you felt like, you're like, oh, look at this. This is super fancy. And like, I think once every couple years we go to Lowry's 
Yeah. But sure. but but going to Carson's was like go put on an actual shirt, and we're gonna go here, and we're, your dad's gonna get ribs and all of this. I'm like this is fancy. Well, it kind of was. I mean, that it wasn't just like a, a, a low rent rib no, joint. I mean, no. they, those are those are real tablecloths yeah, and, and real knives. Oh, yeah, yeah. Man, they used to have the uh, the sit down, the tabletop Miss Pac Man. So whenever we go and you're waiting on a table, like you go into the takeout area and they had the Miss Pac Man. It's so there. funny you say that because for our family, our our rib joint and and rib, my, my we took ribs very very seriously. Carson's. My mom like always thought the, the the sauce was a little too sweet. Or they weren't charred quite enough. Mm. When when Bones opened at the corner of Lincoln and Tui, it's now Elwood's. But when Bones opened, that was the place. That was Bones was the joint, and they had they had scramble arcade style. And then when the tabletop games came out, they had Donkey. They, they, there was the first Donkey Kong Junior. Was it Love Bones? I loved Scramble. It was this episodic scrolling space game. And they knew that we'd order the ribs, we'd get, that we'd get the coleslaw, we'd get our quarters, and then my cousins and I would head out to the bar and play video games, and then we'd, we'd always send Brian or Jill or the younger cousin to say, scout it when the ribs get here. We would Let us know. Yeah, we'd play video games until the ribs and the twice-baked potatoes got there, and then we'd go back to the table, and then we'd play a few more video games while they were wait, having their coffee for waiting for dessert. That, those were great nights, man. Those were a lot of... Lot of a lot Agreed. Of fun family night. My there. parents loved to, to put me in front of that Miss Pac-Man game because it knew it meant I would stop bothering people. Let's go sit over there. <laughs> go play your video game and stop bothering people. Yeah, but you could go for a while with one quarter on a Ms. Pac-Man. A hundred percent. That's like my game. Like that's the one game where I'm like, I'm really good at this. Sped up Miss Pac-Man. I prefer sped up to the regular. I don't I don't have time to waste on some of those early boards. Like, let's speed this game up. Let's put some danger into Miss Pac-Man. You know what I'm saying? Let's get some danger going. Sometimes you get the Miss Pac-Man where it's going so fast, you could go through the ghost. Whoa. You know, like, you're like, hey, um, how did I do? Oh, all right. I'll just keep going. It was just a bug? Yeah. Just a glitch? Just a, just a glitch. You're like, oh, all right, cool. That is high noon. And that brings us to Matt Bowen. He's at the Senior Bowl. He's got thoughts. He's next on The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.